Welcome to episode eight of Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. I'm Sam along with my brother, Travis. Um, And don't, you know, hey, I don't want to jump the gun here, but we might have some traction. We might have some wheels turning here to see sports maybe sooner than we expected. Um, We're pretty excited about that. So let's dive right into this week that was. Travis, first off, how's your week gone? Um, how about the news that we've been getting the last few days? Uh, how's that been making you feel? My week's been great. Didn't work Thursday, Friday when I uh, went and saw my fiance's parents just socially distant coffee um, in a random parking lot in Central Mass. So that was fun. Um, and yesterday I did like a socially distant thing for the first time in nine weeks to see actual humans besides my fiance. Um, but yeah, sports news. It's been great. Pretty excited about it. I think, you know, we've kind of been talking on this about Disney being a, a place that they might go or Vegas and you're now you're kind of seeing the NBA get deeper into negotiations and the NHL is finally making a peep you know really much further than the last six eight six eight weeks and now it's all of a sudden like things are happening in that that front yeah don't look now but the NHL might be uh leading the way um we've seen more developments of reopenings in different states and different areas um that have given a lot of hope for the sporting world and, and a lot of the plans that we've talked about on this show um, about some of the plans that have been in place and some of the theories and uh, formats that they might go ahead with and locations. And now with the reopenings and those becoming official, I think this is actually a big weekend. Everyone's talking about how it's a three-day weekend. You know, it's been like a three-freaking-month weekend. Um, yeah, but, but I think this is a big test. I know out here in California, uh, might be a little different on the East Coast there, but they're starting to reopen some restaurants. It's kind of feeling a little bit more like, all right, you know, let's see what we can, we can bring to the table. So, yeah, we've got a lot of sports. I, I will say this just came to mind. I don't know why it came up first. Uh, Game of Zones. Did you watch the finale? It was great. I thought, that, I thought it was very clever. If you don't, I wonder if, watched, if that was their, how they were going to write it all along or LeBron, you know, Paul Pierce saying LeBron's not the, shouldn't be a top five player of all time. So like, <laughs> all right, 180. That's how we're finishing this thing. Do you think they gave them him the look at it, and he could uh, hype know, himself man, up, get his so name clever. out there? So clever, so well done. Well, first off, on the top five, so Paul Pierce, if you haven't seen this, he he uh, labeled he did not put LeBron James in his top five greatest players of all time, and in my eyes, that's asinine, and it's completely biased. It's completely based on the career and the rivalry that the Celtics. Um, or, or that they developed over time. So that, in my eyes, is, is kind of flawed there. But I guess yeah. Paul Pierce is getting what he wants, you know, um, some negative criticism. Hey, they're talking about you. I just love – that show does so many great references, like just having Jordan Farmer, of all people, be a peasant farmer. Just, I don't <laughs> know if you caught that one. That one was great. Yo, the two, the two show, uh, yeah, the show they, creators were the guys, the guys in the back. The field actually. behind them, yeah. But I thought it was really that, – that was one of my favorite parts. It was like, wait, we've done this whole battle and none of you know about it? Like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's great how they poked fun at Game of Thrones too. Or like, I can't see anything that first right. battle. Because that, that whole episode, man, you literally couldn't see shit that entire episode. You didn't know what the hell was happening for 45 minutes of the hour-long episode. I've got Patrick Ewing sweat on me. <laughs> um, so let's go into actual sport news that uh, we found out Last night, that came the news officially came in that the NHL and the um, you know the NHL players union they agreed to a format 
which I think is a huge step in the right direction. They've agreed to a 24-team playoff format. And so that effectively creates another, um, another round, per se. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think it looks great. Um, you know, you figure Bruins, from a, from a Bruins fan perspective, they're not losing out. They're still technically the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, they're going to get a bye. The only thing I didn't like, and this obviously they'll figure this out, but potentially having a round robin between the four teams that have buys so they're not just sitting around for a week and not playing anything. But like they had mentioned, like maybe that changes the seeding depending on who wins that round robin. To me, that's BS. Like, you know, the Bruins have locked up number one far and away. They shouldn't like lose two round robin games after not playing for three months. And then like, now you're the four seed, you know? Um, so I don't think that shouldn't be affected. The other thing like it comes into effect, you figure like the Lightning had – this has been happening. Steven Stamkos would have probably barely played in the playoffs. Now he's like 100% healthy, has a whole different element, but everyone's going to be rusty, let's be honest. And that's, the, as a Bruins fan, it's a little concerning because they're so old. But Well, at the end of the day, we need to accept that aspect of it. Yeah, it's to completely killing momentum that, you know, obviously from a Bruins fan perspective, you're, you're so hyped um, if, this, if this season is going as planned going into the playoffs knowing that, hey, we have the best team in hockey right now. Obviously, this is going to but, – but you, you have to accept this if you're looking to get um, the, what we've been waiting for, you know, a, a continuation, an ending result of this season. And so I'm willing to sacrifice that because I think at the end of the day, if you're a Bruins fan, you can trust that the talents that you have, hey, yeah, it does get Stamkos healthy, but it also gets guys on your team that was beat up and guys that may have um, been been hurting that we didn't know about and and getting them back to to full strength. And, um, you know, for the older veteran players, you know, that you're looking for some quality minutes, every playoff run is is you got to look deep into your depth of your, your third liners. You know, what are you getting from them? And a lot of times you look down the line and there's some veterans that make up that bunch. And so you're hope, hopefully this is a little recharge for them too. So um, I think as a, a Bruins fan, but as a hockey fan, uh, opening it up to 24 teams, you're going to get some more uh, uh, names into the playoffs. And we can talk about this in the NBA if they follow too. You're going to get names of players that are good, just good for hockey. And so um, you'll see them coming into the mix and kind of, could be a cool play. I, I'm not sure it's something that you'd ever take. Yeah, away I don't know that see. it's a sustainable thing for the future, but it's a pretty cool concept, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's and what I mean. I, was I know into. Bruce Cassidy. I don't know if you follow. I don't know how much Bruins news you get locally, being in the West Coast. But Bruce Cassidy kind of came out, not necessarily opposed to the potential of a 24 playoff team scenario, but he was kind of just hoping, like I, I mean, it's going to screw someone ultimately. Um, you know, obviously hoping that the fact that the Bruins are doing so damn well this year and we're far and away the one of the best teams in the league. Like, let's hope it doesn't screw them. And clearly it's not going to. Um, I mean, right now, what is it? Hypothetically, either Columbus or Toronto. Those are pretty two easy matchups, I think, for them. Toronto obviously can be tough in the playoffs, but the Bruins have had their number perpetually. <laughs> Which I, I will mention, I, I texted you this early. I thought it was really um, – I thought it was great. So if you're not familiar with Pete Blackburn, he's an amazing um, hockey he covers hockey um, as, as of one of his strengths, but all in all, he's just very witty on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and he loves to troll the Leafs um, like no other I've seen. And he said it as best as I could put it um, that, Hey, Leafs fans could have the, the hilarious, you know, the, the 
it's very contradicting that you could win your first playoff series and for I don't know how long and still have to face the Bruins in the, the next round, yeah. which would officially be like the first round of a regular playoffs. But correct, yeah. Um, that's just gold in my eyes. Uh, so that's that's really cool. I think uh, it would give us something as far as them coming back. So we'll kind of end each of these segments as we talk about each um, league. Yep. When now that they have this format in place, they have they said okay, we got the okay from everybody. Um, now it's just about the health and safety, about finding location. What have you heard about location, and when do you maybe predict that we could see this starting to roll out? I don't. I mean, I don't think there's been much that's come out about the NHL. They're kind of looking at. I think they're looking at multiple sites. Um, they also have the issue of you know you figure they have six Canadian teams, which I don't. I don't even remember how many are going to actually be in the playoff seedings. I think Edmonton will be obviously Toronto, Montreal. I don't think is in it. Calgary, I don't think Calgary might. I, mean, I can't remember where they were in the standings when this thing ended. Um, Winnipeg obviously is right up there, and Vancouver, you know, they're kind of in the bottom. Fun to watch. They're young, but um, so I mean, I don't know if that's going to affect anyway in terms of like I know the border right now is closed. I, I think it's still closed. So I don't know if that's going to affect travel plans. Um, There's a lot of players overseas back home too. Yeah, I know Wednesday there was a thing coming out basically saying. Uh, that they're going to have two hub cities, basically. I'm assuming one would be West Coast teams and the other one would be East Coast teams. That would be my best guess. Um, I know Edmonton's been in the news because they've kind of talked about how they can create this whole hub with, like, a private golf course for players to kind of relax after the games, um, you know, keep everyone safe up there. There's enough room in Edmonton as a city. Um, so I, I don't know what, what the East Coast would look like, where they would choose. I would assume maybe somewhere – fairly remote like Carolina or something where the population is not as big as like a Boston or a New York um, or, you know, maybe somewhere in Florida potentially just because that's already open. So maybe somewhere, you know, Tampa area or even where, uh, where, where does Florida play? Where do the Panthers play? I can't even think where they play, uh, but somewhere in Florida potentially. Um, but yeah, that's just been the, the thing, two hub cities, but no real speculations to what those cities might be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And at the end of the day, it goes back to sacrifices. You know, it's obviously a sacrifice for the players not being able to, you know, in Boston's case, not being able to play in front of the Boston fans and stuff. It's something that you work so hard to. No but I think more times than not. Um, yeah, way to go, Travis, bringing in some audio. Um, I think I think find that story day, as to where it would be. Anyways, continue. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, we can, we can kind of switch gears. I wanted to find out. I don't want to just leave a cliffhanger. We all have Googles at our fingertips. So Florida Panthers, where they're located, um, <laughs> is, is in uh, – uh, I don't know. We'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> let's switch gears in the NBA now. So we've kind of talked about how, yes, there's different situations and different um, – uh, there's different health and safety issues going on in both – both leagues but the leagues closely parallel each other the nba and the nhl so you would hope that where one makes progress the other is making progress as well so i look at the nba and they've been pushing out some formats um i think they're in a, in a position where players have a little bit more of a stake in the decision making and player union wise um i i also think they have a really good relationship with silver um uh, which is huge you know i think more so and than a lot of these cases um 
Yeah, it's so such where, a player. Where are we at with the, yeah, where are we at with the NBA? So the most recent thing, besides the fact that it's kind of been reported heavily that Disney and the NBA are kind of talking right now um, about Disney, um, and I'm assuming their sports complex, like Disney Wide World of Sports, um, would be the hub for the NBA starting again. Um, I know Vegas has been mentioned too, but I think I, clearly it looks like they're just going to try to keep it in one city and one city only. Um, makes sense why it's spread your resources to different cities. If you don't have to, you can make it work in one city. Um, and then with that in mind, a survey went out last night reported by Woe Shams that um, basically to all 32 GMs, based on what are some options that they've kicked around with Adam Silver and the Board of Governors, but it's also been reported that the GMs largely think that they'll put their two cents in, but it's going to come down to the players and player union and then Silver and the Board of Governors making these decisions. So it's not like the GMs are necessarily going to have a whole lot of decision making, but their opinion will be taken in and used to kind of inform these uh, decisions. Um, so, I mean, there's an article in The Athletic. People can read it. I, I didn't even read the whole thing because there's too many. There's like eight or nine different scenarios, largely based on are all teams going to come back? Someone like the Warriors, who have Steph Curry, who's obviously a big face, but also like the worst team in the league. Is it worth them to come back and play five, six games or just not bring, you know, those 15 players plus the coaching staff plus their personnel to this site? And just like, you know, um, so I don't know what's well, going to happen there. I would say an extension <laughs> of the playoffs is very likely. Um, I know it's been talked about, but it seems like it would be a very likely case from my the thing perspective. The for the NBA, too, is that 70-game threshold. Um, for our financial piece. And for those that don't understand that, basically at that 70 game threshold, every team has a local TV contract that brings a shit ton of money in for the NBA. Um, so hitting that 70 game thresh- threshold gives them enough coverage and opportunities to cover games. So I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked, I think we talked about this in a, in a much earlier episode, um, whether or not someone like you figure every single Celtics game is on NBC Sports Boston for the most part, unless it's blacked out because it's a national TV game. And I don't know if, you know, say that they come back and they have to play the remaining 12, 13 games of the regular season, is NBC Sports going to pick up every single Celtics game? Or is it just going to be shared amongst the major, you know, broadcasts? But I don't know how that's going to work out. That's that's a whole money thing that really I don't really give a shit about. I just want the NBA to come back and play. Um, so, but for them, those are all decisions that will factor into how they do this thing and how whether it's going to be an extension of the playoffs, like you mentioned, or they're going to play some regular season games. I think they've talked about, I'm kind of going on a rant here, but I think they've talked about a training camp two weeks in your city and then a training camp two weeks at this, the hub site. So you basically have a four-week ramp-up of intense practices, kind of get yourself back in the game shape and, you know, the contact of it, the physicality of practice. Um, doesn't obviously compare to a game, but it's better than just saying, all right, we're just going to shoot some jump shots and now we're playing a game. Um, so things that all need to get hammered out, but – it's good to see that the NBA is kind of pushing towards like it's coming back. Well, and that's the best thing about both of these things. Clearly NHL and the NBA are coming back. It's not done. They're coming back. Yeah. Maybe even earlier than we expected. I know we've kind of thrown some ideas of maybe July area. That could be a reasonable time, especially if they can get the location down as in NBA's um, they're kind of in different spots, right? NBA's got feels like they have a location in the Disney complex. NHL feels like they have a format. Now they're just looking for a space. So yeah. um, with the NBA, I also saw, and I'm not sure if you meant you saw this and I'm not sure, again, this could be completely, this is just something thrown out there. 
whereas the seven through 10 seed. So you do open up to some, some more, but maybe they play like a mini series to play in the playoffs. While I will say you look at um, a team like oh man on the West West side who I think the Mavericks had like a seven game lead in the seventh space over yeah. the eighth and which would be, like, oh, man, you play that whole season to, to make sure you get into it. And you're telling us we need to have to play in game against, like, the 10 seed. On the flip side of that, it would be cool because it would give a chance to see someone like John Morant, someone like Zion Williamson, um, a healthy Zion Williamson, uh, yeah. get a chance to play, I guess, in quotations, uh, playoff basketball. So might be, again, there's give and take that's going to have to happen. And, of course, whatever team you're on, uh, it just kind of depends, you know, whether that's good news or bad news. But um, there will be hopefully some some sports coming back here um, in the very short near future. So um, kind of excited be good about too, that. especially if it comes back in July, because clearly July is not going to be normal for anyone in terms of what we can do during the summer. Uh, so if there's a slate of NBA and NHL games, especially playoffs, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna yeah. Be great. So let's keep going down through the major sports. Um, NHL, NBA, now we have MLB, who hasn't even started the season. They're very close to it, um, which I think has put a different – they're dealing in a different perspective on this whole thing because they haven't started, and they don't have a pressure of feeling they need to to end it. And I think the players have come out, and a couple of them, like Blake Snell, um, have made it very clear that, hey, there's no pressure um, if I'm not getting paid. So – let me have you have you kind of dove into that have you kind of taken anything that you've seen uh, i i really haven't the only thing i haven't I have either is- i mean we talked about this last week you're much more of a major league baseball fan than i am so i, I would say i'd follow that the least of the four major sports um that being said i feel like there hasn't been a lot of news about what they're thinking it's more just been the financial aspect in the news about you know revenue sharing and a salary cap and you know infighting between the player union and the owners um well that's that's what i was gonna say and so initially when i I, we talked about this last week um my first inclination was okay this is probably not good for mlb starting back up because if there's such a discrepancy between the players and and the mlb um, about money and financial it's probably going to be harder to make this work now with a week to kind of digest it kind of hear some more things um, you could see, you could look at this on the other side of the coin, uh, where, yeah, there's been some radical um, views that have been coming out in the press. You know, someone like Blake Snell and something like that. But at the same time, maybe this is motivation. Once you're getting that press, when you're getting that, it's like, okay, we need to come together and actually find a solution. So maybe they added a little bit of motivation to get that done. So I guess that's on a positive light. Um, there are places like, you know, in, in California, they said that they might be even able to start hosting uh, pro events by June. Um, so there's some light, I guess, at the end of the tunnel there. Um, and from a, as a huge Yankee fan, uh, Hey, you have a lot of beat up guys. This was looking like another spring training where people were just falling apart. And I was like, great. You know, we got to watch judge play barely any of this season. We got to watch all these guys. Yep. Hey, it's given us Paxson. I just saw a report come today that he's feeling better, ready to go. So not just my team, but also in the whole span of baseball, it's like, Hey, we got players that are going to get ready. And yes, there's going to be another little spring training 
especially to get yeah, that's, pitchers that's ready. That's really the bright side. I mean, you figure like, again, baseball's not my biggest sport, but someone like the Red Sox who traded for Alex Verdugo as their centerpiece for Mookie Betts, had the Red Sox started the season, he would have been out probably another six weeks. Now he's say his back's officially fully healthy. He'd be ready to go from day one. Um, exactly. So there are some positives there. But again, there hasn't been much news in terms of what they're – how they're going to yeah. play the season, where they're going to play the season, what it's going to look like. There's yeah. been some, but not recently in the last week. They've definitely been the most uh, – we're not the most quiet because there's been a lot of news, but they've definitely been the most quiet as far as, like, coming out with any uh, momentum as far For as sure. a plan coming forward. But at the same time, I feel like they're also a sport that could just um, – you know, they're in a position where they could – as soon as – if they got a location locked down, if they got the okay, like, of play, you know, a player and safety rollout – um, I feel like they could just hit a switch and it would be right back. So yeah. that's where the MLB is kind of in the state of right now, as far as news goes. Um, and then the last major sport we'll go into NFL. Again, they have the benefit of being a later start anyways, but um, I guess in their case, I, as far as NFL news goes, you know, they're just kind of figuring out, all right, we're on track to start at the same time. But we're just gonna have to make some di- little changes in, you know, the the voluntary workouts, the um, people who can come to the facility, how many people. So, uh, anything that you've read up on that this I week? I would imagine the NFL. I mean, if I'm the NFL, I would have already had these discussions once I saw what was happening with the other major sports leagues about what this could look like come, you know, mid July, August, September. Um, just to be prepared for if you need to push back the season in any way, shape, or form, you need to cancel any of the preseason games. I would think they would be, you know, ahead of this thing versus like, oh shit, we didn't, we think we, you know, we thought we'd be fine. We didn't have to worry about it. Um, so I think they have these, you know, contingency in place if they need to do it. Um, but the biggest thing for them is like, are they going to be able to have a training camp? You know, they have a 90 man rosters now where they cut that down to 53. Are you going to do that sight unseen with these players in person? It's just like, what have you been doing in the offseason? Like, they do need some type of physical evaluation from a player standpoint to kind of make these rosters work. Um, and I think also on top of that, they need a mental validation of, correct, yeah. of their safety. I think this is something that is not – it's always taking out of proportion, I think, not seeing these athletes as human beings and how – the impact has played on them. You know, you see Kevin Love, I love to, you know, no pun intended, but I love to see that him come out as a a mental health advocate um, and other players who have come out and said, talked about their mental health, all this stuff. There's a human psychology, there's a sports psychology to this too, that, yeah, you can get a format. And I'd, I'd probably have to say that more players are ready and willing to come back um, than the, the, the amount that aren't. Um, yeah. You see guys like in, in, um, in golf, I think it was at Rose or uh, who said it? Maybe Justin. Ro- no, Adam Scott. Uh, I think one of them said, Hey, I'm not comfortable. I'm taking these off because there is that human side of things that yeah. even if you do come out with a plan and you have players, there's some of these guys who have been, I, I don't really don't want to go into it for, you know, I want to obviously not that they're, they're going to hear this or not, but I, as far as respecting personals, but think about some of the players who have imp- been impacted their family, maybe some deaths in the, around their inner circle that 
this will completely, they, they view this completely different than somebody who's been in isolation, been able to train fully and all that stuff and is ready and willing to come back tomorrow if they said it. So there's going to be that huge thing to, to work with too. So that's a very human um, thing that's happening as well. So obviously we talk about the sports and how they can set everything up as, as best they can um, for player safety and for the good of the sport and the conclusions of the sport. But at the end of the day, be patient. Uh, my, my word to any listener is to be patient in regards to the, the mental health. You, you have your opinions and, and view of this whole thing. And then there's also the experiences of others that we have to take in. And out of respect, you need to um, at least just acknowledge it and, and uh, know that it's a very real thing for them. So uh, all of this is to say this is a huge there's so many moving parts that has to align. Really so, but, but I think we're encouraged by the direction it's moving. So, okay. Now that we've talked about the four major sports, um, what are your predictions? Um, when do we see each sport? When, which ones do we see first? Is it going to be a collective thing? Um, how do you kind of, in your mind, again, this is completely your opinion. Well, um, so how do you the, see this? Happen? Here's the thing. I mean, Luckily, they don't have to go by certain states. Ultimately, they're going to go by what state they choose to work out of. Florida clearly has already established that they're open for business for sports. Um, I mean, if they were to say we're using Boston, Massachusetts right now is in a phase one plan that basically nothing's really open until June 8th. I will say I can get a haircut on June 11th. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, pretty excited about it. Me too. Um, it's been about nine weeks since I cut my hair. Um, but at that point, it'll be almost close to four or five months. So that's way too long for me. Um, but nothing's really open still. I mean, we're, we're technically our first week of reopening, but there's, there's nothing really open. It's the same thing. And human nature is going to dictate when we can reopen. Just like human nature is going to dictate when any state can reopen. Um, so I do think, looking at what we've talked about and what's been in the news and what's been reported, NBA and NHL will kind of come back relatively around the same time, relatively like concurrent timelines, whether one's a week before the other or vice versa, whether a couple of days apart. I do think they're going to kind of mirror each other. I don't think their decision-making will be based off the other because it's two different entities and two different things. But I do think their timelines will relatively be the same. I have no idea about Major League Baseball. I mean, like we said, there's been no news about when they're coming back. I think two weeks ago, there were some theories popping up of when the season could start. But largely, the Major League Baseball media you know, timeline and money and what that looks like from that standpoint, if the season's played, depending on how many games are played. And we talked last week about Bryce Harper throwing out what he thinks the season should look like. Um, but there's been nothing really in the last week and a half to say, maybe we're coming back in July. This is what it looks like. This is what we're thinking when we're playing. And so maybe they're having these, obviously I'm sure they're having these conversations behind closed doors, but I don't know when they'll come back. Maybe they'll come back in July too, just like the NBA and NHL. Um, I just don't really know. Do you think uh, NF the NFL does end up starting on time? I hope so. I really hope so. Like I'm so excited for the Patriots this year. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I think I'm I'm more excited for the Patriots this year than I've ever been in my entire life. To be honest with you, just because it's something new. Like who knows how they're gonna be? They could be terrible. They could be great. I don't really care. It's just gonna be fun to watch what the hell happens. Um, yeah. If the preseason gets canceled, that's not the worst thing because I could go without seeing, you know, 80 people tear their ACL before it even counts. Um, so I don't know what will happen there because to me, I don't know what you think, but August feels like it's too early for football. I mean, this thing's still happening and 
it's hard to, you know, say anything because we haven't necessarily been affected all that much um, personally, but like it's out there, you know, you had Patrick Ewing last night mm. come out that he's in, you know, got the virus and he's been hospitalized with it. And like, it's a very serious thing and don't take it lightly. Um, and that's the thing players, there is the mental health aspect, but largely if they get it, they're in such peak physical condition that it shouldn't affect them all that much besides having a quarantine and their body will, you know, kick the virus. But people like Patrick Ewing, people, you know, figure most NFL coaching staffs are fairly young, but someone like Bill Belichick's up there in age. He's, you know, he's definitely a higher risk just due to his age factor. Um, so these are all factors. You, know, you figure a lot of NFL coaching staffs do have some old personnel on them. Um, so they need to consider these things for sure. And that's something that doesn't get talked about all that much. Um, and I don't know. Well, that's what they mentioned. I mentioned that on a show. Um, I think it might've been sports center. Um, it could have been Stephen A to be honest, yeah. but think about like a QB. Hey, if a QB comes down, it's probably a good chance he's been in a room with the other two QBs on the roster, maybe fourth QB, if it's like preseason, whatever. Yep. And then they're all quarantined. It's like, what do you do? Do you forfeit the game next year, next week? Or do you, yeah. you do those things? So there's going to be protocols. Um, I am optimistic, optimistic that it will all run its course. I think the preseason, like the, the lead up, the voluntary workouts, the, the lead ups, I think that's just going to be the difference. And as you said, that might actually benefit some teams um, as far as health wise, you know, a little yeah. less volume. Um, maybe they find different ways, some different things they can add into preseason football because it's been such topic of conversation for so long is do we shorten preseason? How many players do we bring in? Do we do as many, you know, so it's just, maybe it's a chance to even adapt and evolve the preseason even more. And I think leading up to, um, especially if other, I think dictating, um, these other sports will dictate too. So if they come into play in these other major sports, while they're not in this together, in that sense, they're all their separate entities. But at the end of the day, if they can do it and bring out a system and work out the kinks, it's only going to help um, a league like the NFL, who starts a little bit later, keep uh, course as far as starting at the right time. So that's yeah, our kind other, of dive. Oh, the other it. thing real quick, the NFL, I mean, you've seen them potentially like that came out like two weeks ago that they were experimenting with N95 masks on face masks. I don't know what that would look like. It'd be very interesting to see what that would look like. Um, and I don't know if that's something that's realistic but it very well may be something that has to happen. And I don't know how it's going to work. You know, you figure someone like Tom Brady, this is a ridiculous thing, just thinking about the shape of a face mask, but like Tom Brady, you know, it's here. And then his entire face is open. Like, is he putting an N95 mask? that's like basically a visor over his entire face. Like, how's that working? I don't know. Is everyone going to be mandated to wear a visor to kind of keep even more of their own? I don't know. So all things that'll be very interesting and who the hell is going to make those decisions. I don't know. All but, I know uh, is Nike. When they find out what's going on, or at least sport, they're going to make some really cool-looking stuff. Oh, they're going to look like Oakley gladiators too. Like out Patrick there. Holmes is now like the face of Oakley. So I'm sure, you know, they have a large market and face shields. Just visors. They're going to look like, the so. like, like freaking gladiators out there. Um, let's, uh, let's kind of shelf that. So we talked about those major sports. Um, let's kind of go into – well, we have the, the match tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady match. Speaking of Tom, um, they've been hyping this up pretty good. They've been talking some smack. They have. Peyton's been Peyton's been funny. Um, 
I think he's he's just a, a humorous guy. Ever since his ever since we saw him on uh, SNL oh, hosting, yeah, way back when, I've, I've always appreciated him. I'm most um, excited for the Charles Barkley hole. That's gonna be the best part of the whole thing. And Shaq just there's no way he's gonna today. get a bogey. Um, which I've heard he's a good golfer. Like he just has his, the yips. His swing is just so bad. Well, he has the yips when it comes to like attention and stuff which is so bizarre to me because he was such a great basketball yeah. player and but um so now so yeah i think this is going to be actually a really fun event i did watch them uh the tiger phil matchup a while back and i did see reports that they were pretty um nervous at first which is is funny um and so it actually played into them being a little um less media friendly i guess so i think peyton especially but peyton and tom being out there is just going to loosen them up from the very start and while it is going to be high stakes i think um and there are probably even more high stakes that we don't even hear about but i think this right. is, is just going to be such a cool cool thing i'm sure um, mj has some side action on it somewhere and i i do want to bring up because the the weekend before we had uh rory we had yeah. Dustin. We had, when they voiced, they had uh, they mic'd them up. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was I cool. Those, and so maybe they this didn't is, socially distance for shit. Like, no. I'm sure they all got tested right before, but still, it's like the whole thing is supposed hole. to be six <laughs> feet after, like you know. But they're just walking by each other on the putting green. It's like, come on, guys. I think, um, but maybe there's something that they could take audio wise for other sports. You know, I think that would yeah. be. Such and a valuable speaking thing. Of, you know, golf's back, what, June, what is it, 6th or June 15th? Like, it's officially back back. Mm-hmm. So, that is exciting. Because, I mean, golf's the easiest sport that you can bring back safely and do it. In, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's going to be ML- exciting. I, I think I saw the MLS is trying to, to play out, outside. Um, you know, any of these sports where you're outside. I know you said social distancing and things like that. Um, hey, you're in fresh air. Yes. I think this. I saw the CDC. I don't know if it's even true or not. I'm not sure what to, to expect, but like they're like reversing. Oh, it's not as contagious on surfaces. Oh, it's you know. But all yep. these things are coming out, so it's like, well, who knows? At the end of the day, I, I would think that fresh air is really helpful, being out in the open. But you're seeing uh, soccer start back up. You're seeing or or football, the good, the real football. Um, yep. So so that's all good. celebrations. I know I'm excited about this. Uh, did you see that Tom Brady is getting his own documentary? Man, ESPN yes. is just cashing they in are. right now. Well, so the, the basically with that, it's going to be every episode is going to be based on his nine Super Bowl runs. Well, I think it's going to be documenting. It's basically what the Jordan documentary yeah. was following him most of the time through the 98 and then jumping all over the freaking place. We've talked about that. Yeah. That just jumped everywhere. Um, that was which I will say. Though. Steve Kerr's story, man. Yeah, that I didn't was, even know that. Was, yeah, no, I, one, no, I didn't either. Not a lot of people did, but that was really well done. Um, which made me even respect him more. And if you didn't know, Steve Kerr was then traded to the Spurs after that, and he won another one with Tim Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was really great. Um, I think, you know, maybe Brady did want to do something like that. Maybe he did want some freedom to do something like this. Um, well, that, so that's what they're. That he was about. never going to get the access in New England. No, and they were talking about this today. Uh, yesterday, I was listening to uh, just local sports radio, and it was it's with Scott Zolak, who used to actually be a backup for Tom Brady way back when. Um, so it, it 
they're talking about whether or not Belichick's going to make a cameo, such as like Julian Edelman had all these cameos with all these other players, and Brady even was in it at the end of the Julian Edelman one, which I enjoyed quite a bit. You know, nine episodes. Do you think he's going to meet an appearance anywhere from Bill Belichick? Um, and they're like, I think he will. I mean, I, they're like, they're basically taking the stance of like, look, Bill wanted this opportunity to do this without Tom, and Tom kind of made that decision for him to kind of help him out in a way, say like, I'm leaving, show's yours now. We kind of both go our separate ways. So maybe it makes them, you know, help that relationship. So they might, again, I don't know when this thing's being filmed, whether it's already been filmed, whether it's going to get filmed. Clearly there's a trailer out. So they've done some type of filming, but I don't know how much production's gone into it if it's not coming out to 2021. I don't think it's a well, finalized product. Yet. I think it'll be a kind of a, uh, a blend of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to film stuff that'll be ready. So they'll, they'll produce. And then I think there's going to be some, maybe a second half of it that's produced while it's all happening, similar to like Hard Knocks or those types of Well, We'll, um, we'll definitely cases. get to relive 28 to 3 again, so that'll be exciting. Oh, boy. I can't wait. Um, Tom, I love you. I'll always love you um, <laughs> for what you've done. Uh, I'm actually you know, I'm excited that he has this opportunity media-wise maybe to share a little bit more in depth of you know, who he is, that he wouldn't have got a chance at the Patriots. And I'm also extremely, like you said, extremely excited as a Patriot fan to see the new beginning for them. The new normal, right? The new, new normal. normal. That's been a word yeah. for everyone. So um, that be being said, I think that can, you know, that's a nice, concise, packed punch for the week. I think we've covered. Um, yeah, it's definitely touched upon everything that's been reported out there this week. I know we got to go into some um, – kind of random stuff at the ends here any music any movies any shows anything you're looking forward to uh what's what are you looking ahead to uh there's not a whole lot i know actually that uh that space force show with steve carell i think it's actually just it might even be a movie i can't i don't it's know friday right yeah may 29th i think so it's, I can't, it's a season i believe so okay it looks hilarious so pretty much from the makers of the office so that'll be a, a must watch um other than that, not a whole lot. I mean, status quo. The weather's been nice, which has been good. Been able to get outside quite a bit. Um, but hopefully June, which is right upon us here, brings even better weather and, you know, allow us to go outside a little bit more, especially come mid-June. Um, as me being in Massachusetts, hopefully moves into phase two of our reopening plan. Um, but Trust again, me, I have uh, not been taking uh, advantage of that uh, understand that it's been so nice here yes we've been in lockdown but you can still take advantage of some sunshine and it does make a lot a lot of a lot of things better so um but yeah anything before we head off anything you'd like to say to the viewers uh no i hope i just hope we get more news this coming week about uh i know the nhl is having a meeting i think on on next friday um I know they do a Tuesday call too, so I believe they'll probably have some more news midweek come out. Um, but hopefully, you know, as these weeks go on and get into June, especially, there's more and more news reported on what's going to happen. Um, and it's going to be a glorious day when it comes out. Like this is how it's happening. This is when it's happening, and it's happening. So, yeah. and I and I have a good feeling about yep. this week. I have a great feeling as we start start to sign off here from our episode eight. Um, I just think any of these days coming up could be tomorrow could be veterans day could be whatever wake up a notification on your phone and it says this sport is back and yep. here's the date and i think that is something that we can at least wake up to being hopeful every day don't expect it 
but just be hopeful. And, uh, and hopefully again, this time next week when we're talking, we'll be able to dive into, Hey, we've got it. We've got at least one, at least one, um, players excited, fans excited and, uh, see what we can go from there. So we are thankful that you've followed us to episode eight. Thank you for joining us this far. Um, I hope we're getting better and better each week, a little more comfortable. Um, and before we sign off, have an amazing safe weekend. If you're reopening, just be uh, respectful of others. Know that we're doing this for each other, not just um, for ourselves. So uh, thank you so much. I'll let Travis, do you want to sign it off? Yeah, just like you said, be smart, be safe. Sports coming back soon. Can't wait.